Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable, and welcome to another installment of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm a little disappointed uh, this week. We are supposed to have an interview from Miss Jen Davis, and uh, she was feeling under the weather yesterday, and um, I've had a lot on my mind. My, my beloved dog, Chance, who I actually first learned about while doing this podcast, um, got neutered today. And it's hard for a guy to do that to another guy, even if the other guy is four-legged. But not only that, um, but it just, I don't know. Going to the vet, it felt like he trusted me, you know? And I felt like I was taking advantage of that trust. Because if he had known what was going to happen, he would have not been so happy. He's home. He seems to be doing all right. But um, he's going to be a horrible patient. He's already jumped on the uh, furniture about 20 times, despite the fact that I've got heavy barricades up. So, but anyway, that's been what's been on my mind today. And, and with Jen and everything, we just did not get the, um, we didn't get the uh, interview done like we wanted. That'll be coming up in, in the coming weeks. But I did want to say one thing about Jen. She's really starting to move over into the world of writing. You can find her stuff um, on Amazon, just like you find mine, Miss Jen Davis. Um, Mindy Harris has been helping her, my my editor at large. And uh, she, she does a great job. I mean, she's, uh, you know, she's spanked more hides than, you know, anybody. And she knows her stuff. And so... Um, I really recommend picking it up, giving it a try. The other thing is, she did some writing on this, uh, on the, the Mauled series, and today we're going to get the second part of that. In both the first and second part, she wrote a spanking scene. There were no spanking scenes in the book originally, but that's kind of her specialty, and I wanted a little more femdom, so I asked her, you know, would you mind doing a little bit of a spanking on this? And so she added nice scenes on, on both of these stories. So... Without further ado, here's Mauled Part 2 by me, by my helpful, I don't talk about her enough, Claudia Costa, she's my co-writer. And yeah, I do most of the writing, but she really is my sounding board, and occasionally she'll, she'll do a lot more than that. And then also, as read and helpful, help, you know, also doing some of the writing, Miss Jen Davis. I had put everything I had into a mad dash for the bus, and damn it, I was only steps away from making it when they grabbed me. Jill was first, pulling on my right arm, but Allison was next, and she grabbed me firmly around my midsection from behind. Haley was the last one to join in. She took hold of my left arm and held it for all she was worth. Running away? asked Haley. You know that's not allowed. Maybe we should go buy a leash at the pet store. We can make him go through the mall on all fours, said Jill. It would serve him right, agreed Allison. Let me go, I demanded as the bus pulled away. I'm not playing your game anymore. Want to bet, asked Jill. We're not even at half time yet. I felt completely defeated as the girls dragged me toward the bus stop bench. My hopes that we were going to sit and talk quickly vanished as they bent me over the back of the bench with my hands flat on the seat of the bench. Allison went around to the front of the bench and grabbed hold of my wrists. 
making sure I was not going anywhere. Jill and Haley were behind me. As Jill tossed her car keys to Haley. Haley, would you mind going to my car and getting the two large paddles out of the trunk? Sure thing, replied Haley, before taking off to go get their implements of ass destruction, causing me to start trembling in nervous anticipation of the paddling to come. Jill, in the meantime, was pulling up my dress and telling me to stick my bottom even further out, as though it wasn't already out, with me being bent over the back of the bench for all to see. I tried not to look around, realizing that with all the fuss the girls were making about me and my adorable but far too pale bottom, as they kept referring to it, that we were attracting a lot of attention, and I really didn't want to make eye contact with anyone. At this point, Jill was caressing my bottom, my sexy women's panties and garter belt, sensually letting her hands wander up and down the backs of my legs, fondling my butt cheeks and even my ass, and an ever so erotic move, pulling my panties down, teasing me as she did so. Once again, I found myself getting aroused, but my arousal was not enjoyable whatsoever. It was embarrassing being put in this position, being treated like a piece of meat, and knowing that the caressing was not going to last long once Haley got back with the paddles. And not just one paddle, but two! And with that, Haley showed up in my field of vision, waving the two paddles, and said, I think we need to paint our little sissy's bottom. I'm thinking a nice shade of red will do, as she handed one of the paddles to Jill. Jill was behind me and slightly to the side, and once she had the paddle, her hand stopped fondling me, and instead she used her paddle to caress my bottom. I started trying to pull away, knowing what would be coming, but Allison was still holding my wrists in front of me, and I couldn't back up with Jill behind me. And with that... Jill started the paddling. There were no tentative strokes, no warm-up for me. With each paddle stroke, my fake boobs were jiggling about, almost popping out of my dress. As I was yelping and jumping around, wishing more than anything I could rub my butt, my head jerked up, and in that moment, I looked right at Haley, who was standing with Allison in front of me, smiling wickedly, and showing me the thick large paddle she was holding. Haley taunted me. I can't wait for my turn to blister our sissy's bottom. She deserves a good, hard paddling for being such a naughty girl and trying to run away. Good girls know that's not allowed, nor is running around the mall a proper way for a young lady to behave. Come join me, said Jill. We can take turns spanking our sissy senseless. That way, we can make sure her ass is always getting the proper attention that it deserves, and that one of us is always spanking her. And with that, Haley went around to the back of the bench, and they stood flanking me from both sides, Haley on one side, Jill on the other. Don't worry, sissy, said Jill. I'm ambidextrous. And in case you don't know what that's going to mean for you, dear girl... It means that I can spank with both hands. In other words, 
I'll be paddling your ass with my left hand, so you're in for a treat. I let out a moan, and with that, the paddling continued, with now both girls paddling me. Haley paddling me on one side with her right hand, using the heavy wooden paddle. Jill on the other side of me, using her left hand, and paddling me with a large Spencer paddle. I'd only seen a Spencer paddle, or rather, a paddle with holes, once before in my life, but had never seen it in action. I wondered if I'd be getting circular imprints on my butt cheeks or not. As the paddling continued, the girl seemed to be getting faster and swinging harder. I was yowling in pain and begging for mercy. Of course, none was granted. I don't know what I was thinking. They warned me that the final ten strokes would be the worst, and they were right. Felicia, stop jumping around, said Jill. You should know by now that I don't tolerate this type of nonsense. But, but, I can't help it, I blubbered. I've never experienced anything as painful as this. And with that, I finally made it through the final ten strokes. At this point, I was allowed to stand up and pull up my panties. I was a wretched, sobbing mess at this point. Makeup ruined, my dress messed up, and fake boobs lopsided. I can only imagine what everyone else was thinking. I'm done. I'm leaving. I hate you, I announced, realizing I was sounding like a pathetic sissy right now, who was pouting, but not able to stop myself. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. You've embarrassed me. You've spanked me. You've done everything you can to me. I'm out of here as soon as the next bus comes. You know what? I'm sick of his shit, said Allison. Go run away if you want. We're going to be busy uploading all of those pictures we got. Which of the photo sets do you think will be most embarrassing? The paddling pics? Or the pics from our makeover? No, I cried. Too late, said Haley, mockingly waving at me. Bye-bye, Felicia. You can't show those pictures to anybody, I said. It'll ruin me. You should have thought about that before you decided to be rude and unpleasant, said Allison. Are you ready to behave like a good girl? Because I'm willing to give you exactly one last chance, said Haley. Yes, I'll be a good girl, I muttered. That doesn't sound like it, replied Jill. How about some enthusiasm? I'll be a good girl, I promised. I sounded like I was a little girl begging for a pony-themed birthday party. Prove it, said Jill, grabbing my hand and dragging me back into the mall. I had no real idea what was in store for me, but I thought I might know. I had male shoes on and no makeup, so I assumed that what was going to be remedied next. I was, of course, wrong. Soon we were walking through the glass doors into the trendy purple and black space that was clipped. Clip tried to pass itself off as a trendy salon for the most discriminating college girls. I didn't know how trendy it was, but based on the prices I could see on the wall, it had to be one of the more expensive places a girl around here could get her hair cut. After Jill briefly discussed the situation with a receptionist, 
a statuesque blonde in her 20s with supermodel good looks, named Andrea, came over to greet us. Hey girls, you're in luck. Normally you'd need an appointment, but I just had one cancel on me, so fitting you in is no problem at all. That's terrific, said Haley. Our friend here is exploring her gender, and we'd like to help her to be presentable. The comment drew a strange look from Andrea, who was definitely not aware of the girl's little game. Presentable? I think she looks great. Not that I can't make her look better, but I don't know that presentable is the term that I'd use. Sorry, Andrea, you're totally right, of course, said Allison. Well, I'm sure this is tough for him, and I'm amazed he's so courageous. I will tell you, a good hairstyle would change your whole appearance, she said. Yeah, great, I replied, as I felt Jill's elbow in my stomach. Don't worry, you're in good hands, she assured me. They're making me. This isn't my choice. The words just came out like some kind of verbal diarrhea. It's not like she was in a position to save me. And I immediately felt Jill, Haley, and Allison all giving me dirty looks. Is this true? asked Andrea. Yeah, shrugged Haley. I hope that's not a problem. I'm not tying him into the chair or anything, and I'm not thrilled with my work being used as a punishment. But I like the three of you, and if he sits in my chair and cooperates, it's not like Styles have a Hippocratic Oath or anything. I have to ask why, though. We were bored, admitted Allison. You probably need to find hobbies, said Andrea, as she led us all back to her station. You're the best, Andrea, chimed in Haley. I can't wait to see what you can do. With all of his hair, I can do a lot, said Andrea. Get in the chair, Jody, demanded Jill. I reluctantly did as she ordered. I'm going to have to put some extensions in your hair, Jody. We want to give you more fullness and length, explained Andrea. Perfect, exclaimed Jill. I'm thinking we'll do a Dutch braid, said Andrea. We can camouflage the extensions and make her look feminine and pretty. It'll also be a good style no matter what you decided to do with her. It works for casual or dressy. When she was done with me, she truly had done wonders for my appearance. The biggest obstacle to my face, being believably feminine, was its shape, but the hairstyle she created framed my face in such a way as to camouflage its masculinity. Even without makeup, I now look like a girl without makeup, rather than a boy. I gasped at my reflection. You've really outdone yourself, Andrea, said Jill. Thanks, but I have to admit, I have mixed feelings about this. I know, but I appreciate you doing it for us, replied Haley. It was weird. I wanted to tell Andrea that it would all be okay, but I really didn't know that I believed that myself. I had no idea what the girls wanted from me, and I didn't like that I'd be finding out the hard way. All thoughts of buying a gift for the girl I had a crush on had long since disappeared. This adventure today was all about surviving with my reputation and dignity intact. Our princess is really starting to come together, said Jill. I'll say, agreed Allison. I never would have thought she'd turn out this good. Well, we're not done yet. I think she's going to get better and better. The next stop was for shoes and I was dreading it. I had never worn heels, but I'd heard many times from my sisters how unpleasant they could be. 
we entered a cute little shop called Looms that was overflowing with all manner of sexy female footwear. The girls immediately started picking up shoes, and I had no idea if they were for them or for me, but I kind of knew they were for me. Jill was looking at a pair of rhinestone-covered black stilettos when the sales girl walked up to her. She couldn't have been much older than us, but she had a very professional presentation that made her seem much older. She was a very attractive girl, but her black suit coat and blonde bob hairstyle didn't match her age. "'May I help you?' she asked. "'Yes, Claire, thank you,' said Jill, reading her name tag. "'Our friend here needs shoes to go with that fab dress of his.' After referring to me as her since my nightmare began, I got the feeling she'd started referring to me in the male form again because she wanted to make sure the sales girl knew. "'What size foot do you have anyway?' asked Allison. "'I wear a size eight in men's,' I replied. "'That's probably a ten in women's, but I'll measure to be sure. It's not exact. We have a full range of shoes in that size and even larger.' You're not the first cross-dresser we've ever had shop here, said Claire. A cross-dresser? Was that what I had become? I sat down in my chair and pulled off my shoes and socks so Claire could measure my foot with one of those metal things. She fiddled with the contraption and proudly announced that I was indeed a perfect size 10 in women's shoes. As for what would go well with that dress, I'd say there are a lot of possibilities, said Claire. Have you ever walked in heels before? No, I haven't, I said. She's a quick study, added Haley. She has other dresses, too, said Allison, grabbing my shopping bag and handing it to the sales girl. Wow, you've got some really great taste. If you want, I think I could find two pairs of shoes that would cover every single one of these outfits, offered Claire. That would be perfect, replied Jill. It was starting to bother me the direction that my wardrobe was going, including a lot of things that I wasn't even wearing at the mall. After a couple of minutes, Claire returned from the employees-only section of the store with a couple of boxes. In one was a pair of black sandals. They were very simple, with a small black leather strap over my toes and another one at my ankles. The other box contained a pair of light tan shoes, also ankle strap sandals. You can't go wrong with a basic black sandal like this, said Claire. It's got a very narrow three-inch heel, though, and not a ton of support, so it might take a while for him to figure them out. She buckled me in and had me stand. They hurt instantly, but worse than that, I almost fell face first, and it took my total focus just to stand. The girls snickered at my awkwardness. He's like a newborn deer, said Jill. The tan pair actually have a higher heel. The black ones have a three-inch heel, and these barely nude ones have a three-and-a-half-inch. But they have a bit more support, and they also have a much wider-style heel, explained Claire. Try those on her, said Jill. Soon Claire had me outfitted in the tan heels. They were still uncomfortable and difficult, but I could stand without nearly as much trouble. I like the black ones better, said Allison. It would take her half an hour just to walk out of the store in those shoes, objected Haley. Let's get both, suggested Jill. She can wear the nude ones out today and have the black ones to practice towards. 
great, replied Claire. I think they're both really lovely. I should have been relieved to not have to walk in the black ones. But instead, I could just hear cash registers going off in my head. This trip was getting way out of my price range. I didn't have enough cash. and I was going to have some large credit card bills from stores that an 18-year-old male shouldn't have bills from. Do you mind if she wears the nude ones out? asked Jill. Not a problem, said Claire. I'll be able to ring her up off the box. I was never going to get comfortable in those shoes in one afternoon, but I found it was easier if I stuck my chest out and went heel to toe. I was very slow, though, and the girls quite enjoyed my struggles. Well, I'll say one thing, said Allison. He'll never run away in those shoes. That gives me an idea, said Haley. You go ahead, and I'll meet you at Macy's. Haley took off, and I walked with Jill and Allison to Macy's. I soon figured out what I was doing there. They were going to give me a makeover. Honestly, I didn't mind that much, as I was already 95% girl. There would be some advantages to trying to get to 100%. Time to become beautiful, said Jill. Hi, said Allison. My friend here would like a makeover. Are you free? Yes, I'm free, replied the makeup artist, staring me up and down. She was dressed completely in black, and unlike most makeup artists, her own makeup wasn't overdone. She had a pale complexion and shocking red hair. I have no doubt that she knew I was a guy, but she didn't say anything about it. Then all of a sudden I saw the recognition on her face. It was then that I realized the makeup artist was my friend Brian's older sister, Samantha. Brian and I had been close in third and fourth grade, but had grown apart. We were still friendly. We just didn't hang out. Well, hey, Jordy, she said in amazement. I never thought I'd have you in my chair. Hey, Samantha, I said sheepishly. Yep, pretty crazy, huh? That was all I could think of to say. Pretty soon Haley arrived and all three girls grouped around while Samantha did my makeup. He needs two versions, explained Jill. One for daytime, when he just wants to look nice, and something sexier for the evening. Huh? I couldn't control myself. You need more than one look, silly, said Haley. Everybody knows that. Okay, said Samantha. Let's do the evening one right now. It looks like he's already got a lot smeared on him. I'll clean that up first. Thanks, said Jill. That was my first attempt. I feel better trusting a professional. She started in with foundation, and I nearly jumped when it touched my skin. The liquid was cold to the touch, and it had a rather unpleasant odor. While she did my face, she talked about cleansers, different kinds of foundations, and a bunch of other stuff I didn't quite follow. The other girls chimed in with suggestions and picked out different eyeshadows, mascaras, and so on. It was a Saturday afternoon, and a steady stream of shoppers walked past the cosmetics department. I don't think any of them noticed that I was a guy with my feminine hairstyle and the dress I was wearing. All right, so that was the second part of Mauled by Miss Jen Davis, written by myself and Claudia Costa. My poor dog is running around the house right now, looking like he was on the Titanic, the old-fashioned cone of shame has been apparently replaced with the 
life preserver of shame. Anyway, um, I hope to get that interview with Jen rescheduled for very soon. Um, and I hope uh, you'll be back next week. I've been having a lot of fun this season. Have had some great people reading. Uh, I need to get another one out to uh, Raina really quick. I have one in mind for her. Um, Shayla's ready for another audio. And of course, we've got to get more to Miss Jen. So, um, hope you'll be back next week. I sure will be. Take care.